What up, though? It's your favorite host, Denzel Turner, back again with another episode of Black Fridays. Before I introduce my guests, I want to pose a question to y'all real quick. If you had the opportunity to hang out with any celebrity, let's say for a day, what celebrity would it be and why? For me, I think I got to go with the OG, the person I'm named after, Denzel Washington. He's seen a lot, done a lot, and done it at the highest level. And I think I can get a lot of wisdom from him. But if you listen to this episode, I want to know who you would pick. So go ahead, check out Black Friday's podcast on Instagram and shoot me a DM to let me know. Now, let's get into it. My guest today is none other than Cheryl Ajimu, the founder of the Ajimu Group and also the creator of the Multicultural Media Luncheon, where she perfectly intertwines entertainment industry and automotive industry and bring all these people together for a dynamic event. And I'm gonna let Cheryl tell you more about this in the interview, but before that, let's go ahead and hit that intro. Today, I have none other than the media mogul, the Michigan legend, Ms. Cheryl Ajimu in the building. How are you today? Great. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show, Denzel. Of course, I'm doing well. I'm doing well and grateful to have you on the podcast, give people a little bit of background, how I got introduced to you and your brand. I used to work in automotive for a little bit over five years, and I used to attend your events, the multicultural media luncheon that was surrounded around the auto show. And then, of course, everybody knows Detroit has the biggest and best auto show in the industry. So I used to attend plenty of events for work and then also for leisure and definitely the Media Luncheon was one of my favorites. You always had dynamic speakers and dynamic guests, and the service was top-notch. Everybody spoke to you, smiled, was great energy. So I really enjoyed those events and getting a chance to meet some of those high-profile automotive executives and then also high-profile guests that you had as well. So thank you for creating that space, and I wanted to make sure I had you on the podcast to dig a little bit more into that and then also your background. So if you don't mind sharing with us, who is Cheryl as a person? And then also, what do you do for your business? Okay. So Cheryl, as a person, um, Cheryl Parks Ajimu, I was, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee and have lived in um, Detroit for almost 25 years now. I started the Ajimu Group. You know, I've worked with Vibe, I've worked with Uptown Latina Magazine, which is like a Hispanic version of Essence. Um, so, uh, you know, I've worked with a lot of different um, brands and because automotive was my category, I saw that, you know, with the auto show, there weren't a lot of events that targeted people of color. There was just one, the Urban Will Awards. And so that was like on a Sunday or Tuesday. And then there was nothing to do until Friday. And so I started asking people like, what do you want to see? What would you like to see? And most people said, I want to eat some food. I want to meet a celebrity. And I want to network and and see if I can get some meetings with automotive clients in a casual setting. So I took that intel and um, I was actually at a meeting with a gentleman named John Kasman, who was, I think, the second African-American brand manager for Buick. And we were talking about the auto show and I was telling him about my idea. And so he said, I think 
it could be a great idea. I think you should try to do it. And so I started networking. I met uh, some people, um, a young lady who could connect me to somebody who was on the executive board for the auto show. And so I pitched to Bill Perkins um, my idea of a diversity themed luncheon uh, slash award show. So it has like multiple pieces. So it's an Academy Awards program that involves recognizing people of color for their achievements in the automotive industry, whether it's design, engineering, marketing, all of that. Then we bring in a celebrity keynote to do two things, to bring the public in and then to offer best practices for business people who are attending. And so when we bring the bit the, the public in and they're mixing with the auto industry, it's their chance to get in front of a consumer who might buy a car. And so um, we do that and bring all those pieces together. And then we also involve students. So I invite transportation design students from the College of Creative Studies, high school, college students, STEM students. We even used to have hospitality students for the past like eight years. And I think that was important because they were learning the hospitality industry. And because we were at the MGM Grand and we were at the Westin, it was a great opportunity for them to see firsthand hospitality in action. And so I've done that for 11 years now. Going back to your career and experiences, as far as media, so you're originally from Memphis and then you've been in Detroit for the last 25 years, but both of those are really small media markets in comparison to the larger ones. So like a New York, a Miami, a, a California and so forth. What made you feel that it was possible to really have a strong media presence for you and what you were developing in a smaller market, as they say, like Detroit? Well, the benefit is because it is a smaller market, um, everybody knows just about everybody. Uh, you do have to put the work in to build those relationships and become credible and trustworthy and things like that. But, you know, it, it, that's the benefit of having a, 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 a smaller market, you know, Detroit compared to, you know, like a, a, a New York or something like that. Um, so you're able to uh, create a niche for yourself, which, as I said, my niche was the, the black girl in media. You know, because there wasn't anybody else here. I would go to lots of events and it was just me. You know, it was it was just me, um, which gave me the benefit because a lot of times a lot of the car companies would have events and it would be kind of last minute. And they would call, you know, three days before and say, hey, we're having this event. Can you make it? Well, absolutely. I don't have to get a flight. I don't have to book a hotel. I just drive down there. So that gave me another competitive edge that I could react quickly. You know, we we respond. We're we're more flexible and you can do that in a in a smaller market. And I, I really like that because uh, for a long time, I've been thinking, like, why not? do it in Detroit and from Detroit. I think it's a lot of people that's definitely capable and have the, the knowledge and passion in order to do so. But for whatever reason, for those reasons, people would leave and go to an Atlanta, go to a New York or LA, because that's where those markets are predominant or those media opportunities are predominant. But I mean, Detroit is just as capable. I mean, you think about how many, 
how much talent, how much creativity, how much swag, how much culture is in Detroit. And it's definitely more than capable. So I love to see people doing what you're doing and then also encourage people to try to do more from that regard uh, as well. And then another question that I had, because I never fully understood this. And since I'm talking to an expert, I might as well try to understand it now. What does it mean to buy and sell media? Oh, that's a great question. So if you are buying media, let's see, let's see how we can put this easy. Okay. So imagine you are sitting in front of a TV, you're looking at the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl is an entity. They're selling commercials. So someone at the Super Bowl says, hey, we have, let's say, three slots available in between commercial breaks where we can, you know, get some advertising. So an advertiser will pay top dollar to have that 30 second slot. So I am the person that either represents the brand that's trying to get in to say, hey, we're willing to pay X amount of dollars to advertise during the Super Bowl. That's that's selling media. I'm selling the media to that particular entity. Now, another layer of that is because it's the Super Bowl, they have a group of people and all they do is receive these sales calls from people like me. Those are media buyers. And so that could be an advertising agency or a creative agency. And we'll just use, uh, I'll just use, for example, Uniworld Group. They're, they're, you know, like a black owned ad agency. So say for instance, Uniworld Group is working with the Super Bowl and they're handling these requests for people to want to um, purchase media for the Super Bowl. And so you would have to go to a Uniworld, they negotiate your rate, um, you send your creative, which is your advertising to them, and then they send it to trafficking and then they schedule it. So the difference between... Um, that's kind of the difference between media, like selling and buying. So the person who buys it, buys it on behalf of a brand. And then me, the person is the seller. I would go there and say, these are the, you know, you know, we would like to advertise. These are the people that we reach, so on and so forth. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. This is why you always consult an expert. So thank you for breaking that down for me. I know that you had something special with the media luncheon because you have top tier media personalities and celebrities coming to Detroit in the middle of winter without hesitation <laughs> and showing up and having a good time and looking forward to this event every year. So I want to know if you could give us a little bit of your secret. What's your secret sauce to being able to accomplish that? Wow. You know, it's relationships. It is some relationships. I, 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 that's, I, I, I can't say it any, you know, <laughs> any more than that. And, and really one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that you build relationships before you need them. And when I was working at BET and Vanguard, I always made mental notes of, you know, when they would bring on new people, they would talk about their background. So a lot of them said, you know, I work for Puffy. I work for Jay-Z. I used to work for the NFL. And I always remember, you know, just made those notes really to have conversation starters so that if I ever saw them in person, because we were just doing conference calls then, and then when we would have, um, you know, meet sales meetings where we would go to New York, 
I wanted to have conversation starters. So I would say, well, what was it like to work with Puppy? Or what was it like? And so I did it for that. But then when I started doing the luncheon, you know, I was going to these different events and I was meeting people and they knew somebody who knew somebody. And so, you know, that's kind of, you know, how it had been. I met somebody and then they, you know, had access to a lot of people. And so, you know, I was able to do that. So I'll give you an example of how um, I was able to secure Boris Kojo. So one of my managers uh, from Vanguard Media had been coming to the luncheon and he would always check uh, with me uh, just about every year and say, oh, who's your speaker? So this particular year, I hadn't found anybody. <laughs> I hadn't found nobody. I was like, I don't know, I think I'm going to have to do it. Because <laughs> I, I didn't have anybody. So he says, hey, you know, I'm at lunch with this friend of mine. I was telling him about your lunch and how cool it is. And, and you know, I wanted you to just give him a 30-second spiel, you know, what it is. So I said, yeah, great, put him on. So I never said who he was. So the answer is very, like, dry. And it's like, hello, hi, Cheryl. And when he said that, I know that voice. But who is it? So, you know, I just said, okay, I'm going to tell you about the luncheon. So I do a 30-second spiel. He says, that's interesting. I think I would like to participate. And I said, really? This is great? And I was like, well, who is this? <laughs> and he said Boris and I was like Cujo <laughs> and he was like yes and he laughed just like you he was like yeah I was like okay so then he gave me you know his manager's number and uh you know we worked out everything and it was all because my manager from years ago you know, you know, had been to the event, knew it was good. He knew I was a hard worker. He knew that I would, you know, make sure everything was, you know, in order. And, you know, I was able to secure Boris Cujo. And, you know, those tickets went speedy fast. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we don't, I mean, people were there at 8 a.m. We were like, uh, the program doesn't start until <laughs> <laughs> we were like, he's here, but he's not here. You know, that we were just like, why are these people lining up at 8 a.m.? <laughs> he was probably the most popular. He was probably the most popular. But people like Magic Johnson, too. He was the first speaker. And again, that was through a relationship that somebody I used to work with used to work for Magic Johnson. She connected me with somebody. And, and, you know, it worked like that. So relationships are very key. And not only just having good relationships, but being able to deliver. Out of all those people that I've had, I always make sure that I am able to deliver, you know, and exceed their expectations. And so that word started spreading like, you know, this is really a good event. A lot of people have, you know, a lot of celebrities have used my event to start their speaking tours, you know, to, to, to practice and, you know, test things out or, you know, see if they want to see if they want to do that. Like Damon John, I think that was, I probably was one of his first speaking engagements. I think a Rod, I think I was probably one of his first. And so, um, you know, it's, it's been helpful for them too, because, you know, Detroit has their reputation. We the hard audience, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. If you can make it here, then you're good. 
<laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I had an opportunity to sit through some of those. I think the first one I saw was Stephen A. Smith, who I was a big fan of at the time. Um, I had, I don't think I made it to the Boris Kojo one, but I've heard about that one and that that sounded like it went pretty well. Uh, Keith, um, I clicked still. Yep. So I participated in that one as well. And yeah, all great guests, all good energy and everybody, all the automotive executives, everybody there was really looking forward to the event and grateful to be there. So yeah, your hard work is definitely uh, paying off in, in that regard. And I wanted to see if I could get a bit of advice for somebody out there who might be listening as far as if they're interested in going in the media. So like you had a communications background as far as, uh, possibly doing broadcast journalism for anybody who's just thinking about getting into that world, what advice would you have for them as far as how they can move the needle on their career? Okay. Well, first be willing to take the job that nobody wants. So, you know, when you first get there, they're not going to make you depending on where you're going. You may not be a salesperson. You may have to be a sales assistant, which is nothing's wrong with that because sales assistants are going to learn everybody's job because their job is to be the support for, you know, a sales manager and then learn your job and the job that you want to go to. Um, I ended up learning project management um, at Vanguard Media, and I wasn't getting paid for that. I was getting paid to do sales. But once I sold a sponsorship package, I wanted to follow that process through to say, you know, once they pay this money, how does this event get implemented? And so I started doing that for like free. You know, I, I wasn't getting paid for that. But guess what? It's what I do now. So I was able to, to train not really knowing I was going to do it. I just like going because I like to be in the mix, you know, at the award shows. And, you know, I just, you know, walk in the red carpet. And I just learning all that, making sure that the signage is right and that the, the clients are getting what they're promised and all that and just following that process. And so I kind of did that you know, to just volunteer to do it. And they, uh, I, I'm sure they were happy about it because, you know, I was doing the work as if I was getting paid, but, you know, I wasn't, but it, it really helped me. So that's what I would say. Learn all you can. There's no such thing as a job that doesn't matter. Even, you know, I, I would even go back as far as Burger King because that was my first job. And I learned about, you know, being prepared for rushes, of people or learning everybody's job, you know, those type, not, you know, not being, you know, antsy about, I got to mop this floor, you know, something has got to be done. You know, when I got to BET and we had that small office, it was just three of us. So, you know, we were, you know, doing everything, you know what I mean? We were ordering our own office supplies. You know, if the, the IT system went down, somebody got to call New York, somebody got to stay on the phone, you know, all those things. So there's no such thing as a job that doesn't um, matter. Every job builds to the next one. The key is to not get stagnant where you are. So if they want to be in media, if you're, you know, starting out, like I said, as trafficking or being a sales assistant, you know, learn your job and then the next two levels where you want to go and volunteer, volunteer to be on some other projects so that number one, you can meet other people and you learn new skills. 
I really like what you said about taking a job that nobody else wants to, because that's something that I kind of pride myself on doing throughout my career as well, even dating back to high school, especially like you said, volunteering. I've had the opportunity to meet so many dope people and go to so many great events for free because I was willing to volunteer my time in order to be in those spaces and try to learn something. And like, even I took an internship at Michigan radio, not a lot of people wanted to do it because it was boring. It was, I was drafting copy for advertisements, but it was, I knew there was an opportunity to learn something there and I wanted to be a part of media and communications. That's what my degree was in. So I took the chance of myself to, to go after that. And then that led to bigger and better opportunities by being able to have that experience. And then also that brand behind me as well. So really, really impactful what you had said there. And then I don't know how much you know about Black Fridays, but now it's time for my favorite portion of Black Fridays, which is called Freestyle Fridays. So Cheryl, I need to know <laughs> if you can rap because that's what you're gonna have to do for. Uh, okay. Uh, well, dang. Let me see. Well. All right. So I do like, have a nickname called DJ Squeaky, but that was like uh-oh. a turntable. But I don't know if I can do. Okay, I, I can do some Lil Kim. <laughs> you taking it way back. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. All right, so so luckily you don't have to rap. I, that was a that was a joke. You don't have uh, to rap. You don't want me to do a little kill. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time. It's the next beaver, time. It's the Billy, it's the Benz. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the energy. I love the energy. But Freestyle Fridays is a random assortment of questions. They're all about you. So you can't get them wrong. And I just got okay. two rules. You answer each one and you answer honestly. OK, cool. Yes, I'm ready. All right. So first question, would you rather be a race car driver or a truck driver? A truck driver. Why you truck want to, driver? Let me tell you what. OK, so when I was in transportation, uh, before I became the first black customer service manager at this company, they made me go out on a truck, which was probably illegal. <laughs> they made me go out on a truck from Memphis to New York, and I didn't sleep in a hotel. I had to ride on this truck for a week. It was grueling. I had to wash up in a McDonald's. It was humiliating, but it built my character. And I learned what it was like to be a truck driver. So when I went back to become a manager, I had the best service ever. You know why? Because I understood what a truck driver had to do. So I would say a truck driver because I already been one. I like that. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Not afraid to get your hands dirty. Not at all. (laughs) If your phone could only do one of these three functions, which one would you choose? Phone, text, or FaceTime? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I would say text, because I'm a speedy texter now. I got it. And you can do the voice thing. Yeah, text, yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, this is probably the most hard-hitting question here on Black Friday, so I, I need okay. you to think deeply about this one. So okay. you've been in Detroit for quite some time now. You're from Memphis, where there's also great food there as well. but I need to know, when you go to Coney Island, what are you getting from the Coney Island? I'm getting the the Coney with the chili and onions, no mustard, no mustard. 
That's what I get. That's what I like. And sometimes I get the gyro. But for the most part, I get the coney with the chili and, the, and just a little onion because, you know, you don't want to be tearing up nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That'll okay. work. That'll work. We'll take it. That's pretty pretty straightforward okay. order. Okay. Pretty straightforward okay. order. Um, as far as what is your favorite place to travel? Oh, okay. So as I said, I'm a little workaholic. So I really, for the first ten years, did not take any vacation. I went to Turks and Caicos, but nah, it was it was okay. I had a nice time. Um, I I would say. My favorite trip was L.A. because I like riding down the coast and then I'll put on the Tupac California Love. And <laughs> I'll be like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, so L.A. because I like going to L.A. I, like, I don't go a lot. I've only been a couple of times, but I like L.A. Okay, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning you a hip-hop head. I love it. Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you... Um, let me see what I had. A, I had a good one for you. Um, what is your favorite event that you have done thus far? Hmm. Over my whole career. If you had to pick one or it could just make it a little easier. It could just be the one first one that comes to mind. My favorite was a stellar wars. That was like my first big awards. I missed the BET awards. I missed the first one. I was supposed to go and didn't go. So that was history. I missed it. And I still regret that I didn't do that. But the Stellar Awards was like my first big live war show. And it was like I was at the Wizard of Oz. I was just looking around. I was like, this is so wonderful. You know, just watching them tape, retake, uh, you know, and it, it really, again, it was a learning experience for me. You know, I went a couple of times and then I ended up meeting Don Jackson, who was the owner. And um, I ended up being a judge for like two or three years. And then who knew I was going to have my own awards program? I just did it because I like gospel music. I had always followed all these celebrities and then to actually be able to vote and pick, you know, winners, it was, it was exciting for me. So I would say the stellar gospel music awards was like my, this my favorite first year. Nice. And to follow up on that, because I know you're so well connected, you got to tell me who's the most famous person in your phone right now. Ooh, I say, I say magic's people, magic Johnson's people is probably, yeah. I still keep up with them. Okay. <laughs> I still keep up with them a little bit. They be busy. But, <laughs> but I still keep up with them. Yeah, I keep up with them, yeah. Great pick. Great pick. <laughs> Last but not least, favorite quote or favorite saying? Wow. Uh, when people show you who they are, believe them. Ooh, that's powerful. That's, I love that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Simple and to the point. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took me a while to learn it, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And congratulations to you. You successfully passed Freestyle Friday. So thank you for engaging in my shenanigans. And I You're want welcome, to- but I still want to do that little cam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. 
And in the spirit of Black Fridays, I have to ask you the question of why is it important for us to support our Black owned businesses, our Black professionals, creatives, so forth? Well, it's important because we are the revenue generators. I mean, we set the trends. Our dollars keep a lot of companies open. Um, and we've got to support each other. As, as I said early in this interview, the, the average time that a person of color keeps their money and spends it at a Black-owned business is 30 minutes, 30 seconds. I don't know. It's, it's, not, it's not long. You know, it's not a week. You know, it's not a day. And so, you know, that's important. It's important to do, you know, when our grandparents and great grandparents um, were alive, you know, they the, the dollar lasted longer because they were restricted from from doing a lot of things. So they had to do business with each other. And, you know, they had a lot more wealth. I think it was harder for them naturally, but they were able to keep that wealth in their community and, and build those communities. So it's important to um, not only, you know, just to say support black business, but, you know, support quality businesses that really, you know, are handling their business, you know, because any business, you know, has challenges and things like that, but, you know, you still want to make sure that you're supporting businesses that offer the, the goods and services that you want at the level that you want and you expect, you know, to pay. How can everybody get in contact with you? If they want to reach out, they want to follow you. They want to follow the brand. Know more about your events, Black Girl Food Creator. Where can they find you? Okay. So on Instagram, it's a Black Girl Food Critic, all one word. Excuse me. Oh, you can follow Black Girl Food Critic there. We also now have BlackGirlFoodCritic.com, which is a new website. So you can sign up to, um, get updates. And then the website also uh, houses the uh, Instagram feeds. So you can go there if you want to look at all of them at one time. Um, You can also visit um, Ajamu Group on Facebook, the Ajamu Group. So that's T-H-E and then A-J-A-M-U and then Group, G-R-O-U-P. That's on Facebook. Um, You can also follow me um, on Facebook, Cheryl Parks with an S. Ajamu. Um, also on um, Twitter at Ajikchur Ajamu. Um, and then you can go to ajamugroup.com. So, and you can also Google Multicultural Media Lunch and it'll, it'll take you right there as well. So, so you heard her. Make sure that you go check in with all of the pages and uh, the brands for sure. And uh, go share, go show Cheryl some love. I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast today. Really grateful for your time and appreciative that somebody who came from Memphis 25 years ago, came to Detroit and stuck around. A lot of people don't give Detroit the credit that we so deserve and people want to leave. And we have that issue or have had that issue in the past. So grateful that you stuck around all this time. I'm grateful that you have been a big part of the culture and an even bigger part of pushing the culture forward in the work that you do. So thank you for all of that. Thank you. Thank you again for this opportunity. It was fun. I like that freestyle Friday. <laughs> yeah, we gotta <laughs> we gotta get you back so you can do some do some more little Kim. I'm gonna do a little Kim. <laughs> I wanna <laughs> I wanna test your that your hip hop knowledge. Yeah, test me on that. Some EPMD. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going we, we're gonna to make it happen for sure. And everybody okay. listening, I want to thank you all for, for tuning back in and uh, check in with y'all next week. 
Hey, 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 hey,